Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Catunes Podcast. Today is episode number 43. We're going to be talking about the 16th track from the Overcome album, which is called Solar Waves. This is an instrumental track. It doesn't have any lyrics. However, it does have some backstory to it. So, uh, Solar Waves on Overcome was originally written for Overcome. But it was one of those tracks that I've started... Uh, in fall 2006, and I never continued, really, never followed through on that one for a long, long time. Actually, the whole track was finished, finally, wrapped up uh, in 2019. Uh, when I started working on this piece, I never thought that it would stretch out over such a large period of time. There is a peculiar uh, thing about this track. The original chord progression for Solar Waves. But first things first. The depth and the vibe of this track comes... Yes, it does come from my own life, apparently. And from the emotions that I've experienced at the time. But it also was tremendously inspired by one of my most beloved guitar players of all time, Joe Satriani. Joe Satriani has a wonderful tune called Down, Down, Down. I've been always fascinated with, with his guitar work, with his guitar playing and his articulation and uh, just the, the thinking behind that, the creativity. There's a lot of things that can be said, but one thing, musically speaking, that relates to me a lot is his love for Lydian Major. And I've been into Lydian Major for a very long while, you know, ever since I discovered it, I think, back in musical school, I guess. And that was pre-Joe Satriani. I already knew about Lydian major, about Mixolydian minor, and all of those things, Phrygian minor, and I've been using Phrygian minor, you know, for a darker kind of feel to my piano pieces. Um, but Lydian major, let me play you, uh, Lydian C major. This is Lydian C major. You see how tense it sounds. It's major, but it's a major... You know, it always... When I think of Lydian major, I imagine a very bright, very sunny day in fall. It's this weird conundrum, this weird contrast of two opposite things. 
when it's warm and the sun shines, the sun is blazing so much, you almost you almost feel like it's spring, but at the same time everything in nature is dying. And you know that it is not spring because you can see it. So it's so strange. It's like to me, Lydian Major is a deeply sad scale, but it's with a joyful edge to it. Or vice versa, it's like a profoundly joyful scale with the deep the, a deeply sad underbelly to it. And that's why I love this scale, and that's why I love to use it uh, in my own writing. And um, so that track, Down, Down, Down by Joe Satriani, which I've heard a while ago, I think in the year maybe 2000 or something like that, um, I think it's somewhat inspired, somewhat influenced the creation of Solar Waves. Solar Waves originally I was working on it, I had this idea for this chord progression, and I had this idea for this little melody going on there. Uh, it was inspired by the events of my life, uh, as I've talked about this extensively um, on this podcast, and specifically in this season, while I'm talking about the Overcome album, uh, you already know that 2006 was a crazy year for me, and uh, my mom was getting worse and worse, her health was getting worse and worse, and it was... Um, um, there were these very sunny days, very beautiful days in September and in, in October. And at the same time, there was this heavy, heavy feeling in my heart that things are going to go so much worse. And so they did. I knew it in my gut that it's going to get substantially worse. Not to mention that I didn't feel very good about myself. So there was so many things. And at the same time, amidst, of, amidst all of this darkness, there were these bright sunny days occasionally in fall and I was just watching that and I was uh, I didn't know how to express that and the only thing that could express that was music so that's where solar waves came from so the only thing that could really express um, the things that I felt and let's say the way I wanted to paint all of this was music and I didn't want to write a song I wanted to write an instrumental piece and I wanted to include it in Overcome even though it was the very, very beginning of Overcome album, and I had no clue what position is this track going to occupy. Um, is it going to be like somewhere in the beginning, or is it going to be somewhere in the middle, or even in the end? So I've written this um, intro, basically. This, uh, this intro, um, this first melody that shows up there, and that's it. Um, and then I left it, sort of left it, left it behind, and um, couldn't return to this piece for the longest time. Now, at the same time, later on, a few months later, in uh, 2007, was in 2007, yes, in late 2007, a few months later, it was a whole year later, in uh, late 2007, I started working on the I Tell You What album, and I think um, I think I've talked about this before. You'll understand how what does Solar Waves have to do with the I Tell You What album. So somewhere in um, spring, I think, or late winter 2008, I was writing Solari for 0707, which is a track dedicated to my mom. 
who passed away in 2007. I don't exactly remember when was I writing Solari, but the point that I want to make is that Solari 40707, in fact, is a shortened and extremely short version of Solar Waves. I've quoted what I've had reserved for Solar Waves for Overcome. I've quoted that on a different album. And I've made a connection. So, Solar Waves on Overcome is not just about my mother. It is also about myself and is also about my aspirations. It's also about looking forward into the future and, in a broader sense, it's also about looking into eternity itself. Imagine, you, imagine yourself sitting on top of an enormous canyon and it's a beautiful sunny day and there is not a single cloud in the sky and you can see very far you can see far and beyond. Um, you can see eagles and you can see birds flying by. And it's so beautiful. It's so astonishingly magnificent. And you're all alone. It's just you and this vast landscape. And you're sitting on top of that canyon. And somewhere behind the horizon there lies your future that's the feeling that i was trying to convey through solar waves it's almost like that's what it feels like you know and you've you've just let go of something let's put it this way something just happened here as you sit there on the top on top of the canyon and the sun soothes your cheeks and your face, and you bathe your face in the sun, and you sort of close your eyes, and you enjoy the moment. It's a beautiful moment. But someone just died. Or you know that someone is going to die. Someone is going to go. So something old is going to go. In my case, that was both my mother, and it was also my old life. That was gone. It happened very rapidly. It happened just in a matter of weeks, basically. Uh, months, in a broader sense. And it was a very strange combination of feelings. Very strange mix of feelings. On one hand, it was an extremely challenging time. And there was plenty of darkness and sadness and turmoil and suffering. But on the other hand, there was this sense of change. This wonderful, magnificent feeling. It's magical, really. The feeling of change is happening. Everything is changing. Everybody's Changing, by the way, was a song by Keen, as far as I remember. Keen, I think it's a British band, a Britpop band. They have a song called Everybody's Changing. It was one of my favorite songs at the time. It didn't influence Solar Waves, really, but I was in that spirit of things changing. I love change. I love it when you look forward to things, you look beyond that horizon. You might sit for a moment and you might gaze into the sky and allow yourself to enjoy a sunny day, but then you know that you have to cross that canyon. And all of this beauty, um, you won't probably see it for a long while, because you will have to descend uh, down into the canyon and you will have to get through it and then get 
to that horizon, if you know what I mean. But there is time for a few moments of this calmness and serenity. And it's a very beautiful moment. And it doesn't matter really how hard is it gonna be, how hard the road is gonna be ahead. What matters is that in the moment you're able to enjoy this sun, that you're able to enjoy these solar waves. That's what it is. And that's why, you know, in uh, 2019 when I was wrapping up solar waves, when I finally got back to it and I'm like, okay, now I got the intro, it's always been, uh, it's already been quoted on the I Tell You What album, uh, which nowadays is like an old album, really. Um, and I have to lead it somewhere, but now, at least, I have a clear understanding of where does Overcome go, what kind of album is it, what other tracks are gonna, are gonna be around uh, Solar Waves, so there is a better understanding, a better feel of what should I be writing on. And in a way, it's actually, I think it's awesome that I was finishing this track in 2019, not in 2006. In 2006, I just didn't know. I didn't know that much. I, I, I believe that I was too preoccupied with the darkness at the time, and I was not able to appreciate the beauty of that moment. Yes, as I said, it was a very dark time. At the same time, there was a great deal of beauty to that time. A great deal of excitement. Um, and even, even poetry, you could say, <laughs> was sort of a poetic time and definitely a very magical time. So, this is basically the backstory for Solar Waves. Uh, and I would like to hope that I have succeeded in uh, incorporating all of these feelings and emotions and conveying them through the music. See, it's sort of a very sunny, very sunny, very warm track. And at the same time, it has a great deal of tragedy embedded in it. And as we listen through this track and I try to analyze it, I think I will be just playing it and playing to it uh, at the same time on the piano. And I'll be probably just going through the chord progressions, you know, uh, commenting on the melody and commenting on the structure. Uh, I think you will get it. Um, where, how does that live? How, how does that coexist in this track? With that being said, let's move on to the music analysis section, shall we? So let's start with the key. The key is E major, solar waves. It's, I don't know, I've always felt that E major is a very sonic key. Uh, D major is perhaps even more sunny, but more in a summer sense, whereas E major has more of something to it and it makes it more like early summer major. I don't know, that's just my perception. And A major, in my mind, has always been red and has always been very warm, almost like the color of flames. Very sunny, very warm, vibrant color, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But anyways, uh, let me start playing the track, and I will uh, play to it and comment. So, 
the track opens with a melody with a with one of the chord progressions with the intro. Let's listen to it. E major inversion of E major E minor on the bass of G F major E major inversion E minor C major plus 7 Again, E major, inversion of the bass of the G sharp, E minor, F major plus 7, again E major, C major plus 7, of course. Now we're going to E minor, B major. Minor minus seven, G major, inversion of G major, A minor again, C major plus seven, C minor minus seven, E minor. Then we're going into the next section. Let me dissect all of this because I've made a couple of mistakes there and I think it's important to rectify that. So... a diminished 7 chord on the base of uh, D sharp back to B major minus 7 C major plus 7 A minor minus 7 C minor G major Back to A minor. Excuse me. A tritone replacement, right? A minor minus seven. Then this tritone replacement. Replacement. Uh, and it feels like we might go back to E minor, but we're not. 
Instead, we're going into an E minor on the bass of C sharp. C sharp, uh, then there is C major plus 7. C minor minus 7. Add to E. And this, uh, the bass line and the quote-unquote guitar is doing something like this. And then we're moving on to the next section. Let's listen to it and I'll play along. C major plus 7. A flat major plus 7. B major plus 7. D major. E major. C major plus 7. flat major plus 7 B major plus 7 then we're going into the next section so what happens in this previous mind you all of these chords in this section that is just played are all plus sevens major plus 7 C major plus 7 Mind you, another important thing is that while we have each of these uh, each of these chords in action the logic of the melody is that it uses, it treats, the melody treats each of these 7 chords as if it is in Lydian major like a new scale things start to develop a little bit. All of a sudden it's C-sharp minor. Minus 7. C major plus 7. F-sharp minor. Minus 7. F major plus 7. Minor, minus seven ninth. E flat major, minus plus seven. A minor, minus seven. B major, back to C sharp minor. C major, plus seven. Plus 7 
minor minus 7, 9. B flat major plus 7. A minor minus 7. B minor, B major. A little bridge. And then we're escalating. Back to the original intro chord progression. Listen to this. So, uh, the intro theme escalated tremendously, as you have heard, becomes heavy, becomes tragic. That's the whole purpose of it, that's the whole intent, because it is first introduced in the very beginning of the track, and it sounds melancholic, it sounds sad, but not tragic. It's rather sunny, it's rather serene. And then all of a sudden, when it reaches its, uh, the track starts to reach its climactic point, it escalates. It becomes substantially heavier. There's a lot more stuff going on, you know, uh, the bass, the quote-unquote electronic guitars. Um, all the, it becomes thick. It's punchy, and the drums are, like, full blast, you know, with all the crashes and chinas and whatnot. That kind of stuff. And, um... And that high synth almost almost screams that melody on top of all of this. It's like all of a sudden this calm, serene, warm day turns into a massive, absolutely massive storm. But there is still sunlight. The beams of sunlight are still shining through. And then after that, all of a sudden, it all uh, runs into this calmness again. And uh, what happens in this next section is, in fact, the same chord progression that we've already utilized. Let's listen.
So you see, after that climactic point, that huge wave, that huge storm, everything subsides again, and yet uh, there's like an aftermath, because uh, the melody, the way the melody behaves, you can see in these little phrases. So the trick here is that first the melody goes down. Or no, first it goes up. reverses itself and it goes down. And you see the contrast here is achieved by means of literally contrasting everything. It's like the very quintessence of the leading major, because uh, the logic of the melody here is that the melody behaves as if it's in minor, in a minor key. It sounds as if it's a very, very sad melody, but at the same time, every chord in this progression is major. E major plus seven, C major plus seven, flat major plus 7, then B major plus 7, D major plus 7, and back to E major plus 7. But the melody, the way it behaves on top of all of it, it highlights the elements in the chords and the aspects of the scales that make it sound, that make it sound so sad. And I'm, I, I can only hope that I have accomplished my goal of conveying the very contradictory emotions that uh, that I felt at the time and that, that I wanted to put into solar waves and uh, what I wanted to paint with this music. With that being said, uh, overall, structurally, you can see that there are really not many parts. It's mostly about escalating through, uh, through the arrangement in itself, through utilizing various means because, you know, you start small, sort of, and very airy, and then it starts to build up and build up through various means. It intensifies, and it's all basically based on contrast. So there is one part that flows into the next one, and there there is a new chord progression introduced, there is a new melodic aspect introduced, a new set of instruments, and then it 
winds back into where we have begun, into the intro melody, but that intro melody is being, intro theme is being revisited in a tragic fashion. And after that, you have this long, long fading aftermath, this outro, which sort of draws you in and makes you listen and makes you sort of drift away and think about what actually happened. And you are left with the opportunity of of being able to discover both the tragedy and the joy, the pain and the beauty at the same time. Or so at least I've intended it uh, on this track and especially in the outro of this track. So this is where I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. So let's move on to the next section, shall we? As you can see throughout Overcome, there is a lot of contrast going on, and um, the the songs and their flavor really depends on the context. It really matters what kind of songs were preceding a given track and what follows next. So, in the case of Solar Waves, we just sort of fell off a cliff into Solar Waves after Aero Torture. If you remember the last episode and if you listened to uh, this segment of the album, and I would recommend for you, if you don't want to listen to the entire album, that's okay, but I would recommend for you to sort of segment it and try to listen. For example, Running Overture, Everything's Fine, Aero Torture, and then Solar Waves. And you will get my point. In Running, Running Overture is a bizarre track, there's plenty of instrumental uh, intro to it, or even, you know, like half the track basically is not a song at all. Then there is this Everything's Fine, which is sarcasm on steroids. Then after that you got Hero Torture, which is its own animal, but it's definitely not a very, uh, not a very sunny track. And then after that, all of a sudden you're in the open, you sort of, you're, you're thrown out of that darkness, jettisoned into this large open space where you can see a vast landscape and the sun is shining and it's serene and it's sad melancholic and beautiful at the same time that's the intent and purpose of solar waves and um, it's important to know that the next track after solar waves is actually not like a heavy metal heavy electronic metal whatever piece no it isn't it's purr and purr is one of the most positive tracks on the overcome album it's dreamy, it's uh, romantic, it's beautiful. And so Solar Waves marks uh, the beginning of a little streak of more or less positive tracks. There are three of them, in fact. One after another, Solar Waves, then Purr, then Level of Nights on Rivers. So, with that being said, apparently, uh, if you have not listened to any of my music, if you don't know any of my music, I would still highly recommend for you to um, check out my music and uh, you can find you can find me on any major streaming platform just look for Catherine Corelli, Catherine with a C, Corelli with a C 
And you can find me on Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Apple Music, on iTunes, on Deezer, and even on YouTube. And if you are going to listen to me on YouTube, you might as well check out my other podcast or other video cast called Cat Talk. I have it on my channel. And my YouTube channel is Catherine Corelli as well. Also, too, you might want to check out the Cat Vibes playlist that I have there. And that's basically just behind the scenes, whatever I'm doing, you know. Uh, casual footage, sort of vlogging stuff, me recording music, me uh, recording vocals or guitars or piano or anything like that. So you might find that if you're interested in my music, you might find that interesting. That's all I'm saying. And I would recommend for you to check it out. Uh, also, too, if you're interested in my other business, I have um, a little business called Southern Caracal. Maybe you don't know anything about caracals, but uh, you probably know about soap and about lotions and about lip balms and that kind of stuff. And all of it is handcrafted, made in USA, made in Kentucky and Tennessee, packaged here in Kentucky. Um, it's very good for your skin. Uh, the line of products that we do have pertains to skin health and aromatherapy. So it's aromatherapy soaps. Uh, and it is lip balms and it is skin healing soaps, uh, uh, soaps for problematic skin, shampoo bars. All of these products are 100% natural, cruelty free. There is no heavy chemicals that you can usually find in commercially manufactured uh, beauty products. So you might want to check it out. And if you want to check it out, you know, given the season that now it's uh, getting drier and colder, you might want to take extra care for your skin and lips and hair, uh, check out southerncaracal.com. I will put the link in the description to both of my websites. southerncaracal.com is skin health and aromatherapy and catcarelli.us is my main website. Frankly though, I'm not like posting there all the time. It's just like a repository of whatever I have out there with, you know, like a crossroads. So you can go there. But most importantly, if you admire my music, if you appreciate my work, if you like any of this, please share my music. You will do me a great service by spreading the word. Uh, I'm an independent artist and I'm, I'm not even using any paid advertisement. I'm not paying Facebook or Instagram or um, Google to advertise my music. So it's all just word of mouth and uh, me manually sharing it with you and trying to find uh, new listeners, people who might potentially enjoy what I'm doing here. So if you do appreciate what I do, if you like my music, if you have admiration for the effort that I put into this, uh, please don't hesitate. Follow me. Uh, follow me on any of these major streaming platforms. Uh, share my music if you are into making playlists. Add my music to your playlist. Make a playlist of my songs if you like them. I will really, really appreciate this. And of course, don't forget that if you want to communicate with me directly, you can reach out to me on my Telegram channel, by the way. There is a Telegram channel called Catherine Corelli. We can have a private chat. Or you can reach out to me via email, which is ladycatherinecorelli at gmail.com. If you have any questions or you have any comments on this podcast and you want to make sure that I will get your message. All right. So with that being said, I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. Thank you very much for spending your time with me. I appreciate this a lot. I love you. And you will hear me on the next episode.